first-person intel from inside the Westview anomaly. What are we looking at here? Is it an alternate reality, time travel? It's a sitcom. Starring two Avengers? It's a working theory. Well, I know the apron is a bit much, dear, but I am doing my best to blend in. Hello, dear. Hiya, kid. Hiya, kiddo. Life moves pretty fast out in the suburbs. Something's wrong here. <laughs> Should we just take it from the top? I don't know how any of this started. What is outside of Westfield? sure what that's about it's probably just a case of the mondays <laughs> am i right <gasps> is this really happening yes my love are you crying but i'm invested all right what's up y'all what's up welcome back welcome back so uh i think i'm getting this a little bit better we got the lighting up here i'm still a little blinded uh i'm gonna blame this mood lighting we got going on on this episode of wandavision boy oh freaking boy do we have an episode so this is the carefree black nerd bynk radio uh review show of i had a wandavision of love and it was more than you're giving to me. <laughs> What's up, y'all? I am Rain Coleman, the carefree black nerd himself. Happy to be here. Happy to be with y'all guys again. Thank you all for joining me today. We're going over episode five of WandaVision. Whoa. Uh, talk about a friggin', I don't know, mid-season uh, finale. If this was like a, a regular show coming on TV. This this was this was some stuff. So um, I have here uh, episode five is entitled "On a Very Special Episode." So which is I I love the way that they're naming um, these episodes again, stick, centering around television, centering around sitcoms, something that everyone grew up with. Even if you didn't like the I Love Lucy's and the Leave It to Beavers or hell, even Martin, Friends, Living Single, all of that. Like, we all understand we're watching a show based off of a bunch of shows. So, <clears throat> and I read, we say, uh, Wanda addresses Vision's worries when he goes, uh, grows, excuse me, I can read, when he grows suspicious of the neighbor's strange behavior. Now, before getting into any spoilers, that description alone, there was a, um, a kind of announcement that was made that this episode would be a Luke Skywalker style um, special guest. When I tell you I was combing the internet, I was looking over every piece of everything WandaVision, and that description alone had me thinking Doctor Strange might pop up. So <laughs> I don't think that's too much of a reach with the show that we've been given so far. So there's that. Um, spoiler alert, it was not Doctor Strange. <laughs> so uh, talking about spoilers, going into non-spoiler thoughts now. I have some cards. I came ready this week, y'all. Non-spoiler. Okay. One, I love the cinematography. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the show. Um, I like that we're getting something so different, and every week it's another something different. It's almost like a 
I want to say Black Mirror, really just an anthology type show, but it feels very much, uh, we know what we're looking at, we know what we're dealing with, and we've all seen the like trailer, um, the series trailer where they show the different time frames, zones, <laughs> the different eras of sitcom television. What I like is that we're getting all these different eras, but I also really, really, again, non-spoiler, what I love about this show is that ordinarily, let's say you get a TV show and they have the whole fifth episode. And then, of course, you cut the trailer from the fifth episode pieces and then maybe the pieces of episodes before that tie directly into this episode. What I like is that this show, when we get marketing material, you get one thing, but when you watch the show, it's not all the pieces aren't there. So what comes to mind right away is before the show even aired, we got that 70s um, greeting where Wanda opened the door and Monica was outside. And she's like, oh, you know, hey, chucking and job, whatever the hell she said. And then uh, Wanda asked her, um, who are you? And Monica was a bit confused. And she was like, oh, I don't know. We never got that in that episode. We also didn't get um, Monica leaving Westview in that episode. But then when we get these um, next time on or previously on WandaVision, we're getting these scenes that were not in the episode and that were, some of them weren't even in the marketing material. And I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles with that, but I feel like um, what we're getting is a show and this show lends, it, mm, lends itself, is does well with the, Edits that may have not made that be on the cutting room floor. Again, I feel like I'm really <laughs> butchering what I'm trying to say. But if you get me, you get me. And if you do get me, let me know that you get me by following me on Twitter and talking to me there. Carefree Blurred, please <laughs> use that hashtag I-H-A-W-V-O-L-Pod. Again, that stands for, and I know y'all love this because my vocals are the best. I had a wonder vision of love. <laughs> So yeah, so please use that hashtag when you are listening to the episode, when you're watching WandaVision Live, talk your mess with me, because I got a lot of mess to talk about. Alright, so, uh, what else, non-spoiler, oh, one thing, I don't know if I didn't know this, or if this is a retcon, if you know, let me know, but Vision is vibranium. I feel like that's something either, again, I missed, or something that... Is retcon. I'm not gonna lose my nerd card because I don't know for sure. But they did mention that he was a vibranium synthesoid, so not an android. He's like a synthetic human that's made of vibranium. Uh, I think that's important. What do you think? <laughs> if you think it's important, let me know. Use that hashtag. Now, what else non spoiler ish that I enjoyed? Um, Agnes, Agnes. So she is the breakout standout star for me. Yes, Wanda is great. Vision is great. Monica is phenomenal. Everybody, really the entire cast is doing what needs to be done. And I love that. But man, when I tell you Agnes, I, I'm sorry, fam. I really, really like her. I like her in every iteration that we get of her. And this is kind of teetering spoiler, non-spoiler-ish. But she's the only one who feels like she has a little bit of control and that right there adds to the terrifyingness of it if we're going to call it that 
I really enjoy Agnes. I enjoy her. I enjoy her. Uh, who else? Let me see. Oh, and also, the lady in the commercials. Um, I watched a few videos, and I think a few a few people. And uh, forgive me, I'm I've watched so many Wandavision reviews and consumed so much of it. I don't even remember who half these people are. But someone mentioned that the woman in the commercial could possibly be the woman, or either the couple could be. Wanda's parents. I don't know. What do you think? I really don't have an I a, a thought on that. Um, well, not a thought. I do have a thought. It could possibly be. It could go either way. One, we're dealing with the MCU. We're dealing with some showrunners and in the creative team that has proven that they want to make sure that everything matters. Everything that happens in this show matters of course but everything seems to be pulling or pushing towards something else like the larger it's almost like i would say i would say a love letter to mcu fans because even if you're not a fan of wanda or a vision you can't deny the amount of effort and energy that's going into this show and they've done such a good job in a way that you you can't really get across with the two or even three hour movie to do that slow pacing, to pull you in. Like a lot of the people who were upset the first couple episodes, like, oh, this is boring. I don't like this. Um, it's too slow. And my, I've always been of the mind that Marvel has given us 13 years of this. You really think... Now, this, it could have been a misstep where this just was a terrible show. But I would still give them the benefit of the doubt going in because, one, it's something new. And, two, you have a proven track record that everything might not be great, but everything is going to matter. Except for the Netflix shit. <laughs> so, um, so, let's cut all that. We done with non-spoilers. If you ain't seen the episode, you might want to pause this here and come back after you've watched it because we're going into spoiler town. We going into spoiler town. So, spoilers. I um I like this episode. It was it's intense. It feels as if every episode gets even more intense, maybe stressful, maybe exciting than the one before. It keeps building on top of itself. I mean, it's doing. I'd say this is a visual trade paperback. Hell, <laughs> I'd say that. So first off, we got, um, we get pretty much two episodes. We get the WandaVision show, and then we get Sword on the back end, um, kind of like the production team, dealing with the show that we're all watching. Uh, Daphne, Jimmy, and Monica, I love their... I love them together. I like their chemistry, their banter. I like all that. I think Daphne... Two broke girls, Daphne, the girl who's playing her. Forgive me, I don't have her name right off the top of my head. She's 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 grown on me more. I never hated her, but I know I mentioned before that I felt like she was playing uh, one character, the same one she plays in Two Broke Girls, the same one she's played in the Thor movies, and she's doing a damn good job. I'm enjoying it. Um, I think her and Wu, I like them together. I know there was some mentioning um, or suggestion that Marvel should have an X-Files type show with Daphne and Jimmy Woo. I at first was like, eh, I guess I don't know. But now, watching this episode and getting more comfortable and familiar with those characters, I could see that. I honestly could. Like, let them run around, figure some stuff out, finding alien technology. Like, they're both brilliant. They're both funny. Jimmy, I know his kind of aloof buddy cop thing. I wasn't really rocking with it at first. But the more I see him... 
I, the more I'm falling for it. I'm all for it. Team Jimmy. Team Jimmy Woo. Uh, what else here? Let's go. We got a lot of comment. Uh, I love this show. Yes, uh, I believe Aida. I hope I'm saying. Yep. Hey. Yes, I love this show too. It's ah great, great. <laughs> so one thing. Um, so we get them together, and I like seeing them together. And then, I mean, to just call it out as what it is, we got an Asian man, a black woman, and a white woman. I like that mix, and that doesn't feel forced like someone wrote a show and was like, okay, now let's start handing out diversity. <laughs> it feels like these are three established characters we already know. You just happen to put them in the same space together, and I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm, I'm, I'm picking up what they putting down. I'm going to say that. Picking up what they putting down. Um, next up, so we get this like full house type of intro. Now, I feel like the intro for this episode, like the actual WandaVision in show show is a playoff of full house. But I feel like it's something else, like another 80s uh, sitcom that I don't know off the top of my head. If you guys know, let me know. Use that hashtag IH. A W V O L pod and let me know, but I, I, I it feels vaguely familiar, like I've seen this. Um, maybe Empty Nesters because I know that was mentioned later on in the episode. I don't know, but you let me know. So Wicked and Speed, Tommy and Billy. Uh, I mentioned before, those are those kids in the Marvel comics. She has done this before. She being Wanda has made these kids before, and that didn't end well because Mephisto the in continuity, devil Satan himself came and took his his soul back. So fragments of his soul were used to create Tommy and Billy. I'm wondering if that's what we're getting this go round. Everyone has speculated that Mephisto is the big bad of this season, uh, and he very well could be. But I feel like that's pretty obvious from a fan standpoint. So I feel like with what Marvel has given us, they might you know pull a rug up under us and then it's not Mephisto but even if it is I'm cool with that um I'm just scared that he will actually come back and take the fragments of his soul and make Tommy and Billy disappear my fear of that is because we've seen the full trailer of the whole ep of the whole season and Tommy and Billy ain't been in there at all except for them being twins now, again, it could just be the way it's edited and what's being presented to us is not 100% what you get in the whole show. All that being said, I stand for Wanda and her kids. Give her her damn kids. I don't want a freaking losing Isaiah. I want Wanda with her kids, her and Vision, and her family. So we get this opening. It's, it's fun. Whoever is doing the music for WandaVision, Kudos to you, because all of these openings are very of the time. They feel very authentic. Even the the actual um, opening credit scene visually looks good. But this music, I know one of the lines was, uh, God, what was it? We were making it up as we go along or something like it. So it's to the point. I like that. Also, um, Wanda's magic doesn't seem to work on her kids. Now, let's get down to it. I think we getting mutants, y'all. Um, in Marvel, um, the, certain siblings' powers don't work on one another. I'm not sure that that is the case for Wanda and Pietro, but I know with Scott and Alex Summers, they can't 
harm each other with their powers. They would have to actually physically fight because their mutant powers don't work on each other. The fact that Wanda's powers didn't work on her kids when she was trying to get them to be quiet and to go to sleep that made me think that maybe, you know, maybe these are our first official mutants. I don't know. I don't know, y'all. What what you think? Let me know. Let's let's make this the conversation. So, um, yes. One, another thing I really like about this show is that it is a horror show. This show is terrifying. So, there are these moments that are like a, a breakdown in of the facade, kind of breaking the fourth wall. And we've gotten them consistently over every episode. But the fact that this backdrop is a sitcom, it is a 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s era sitcom, something that's supposed to be funny, that's supposed to uplift you, that's supposed to be this happy escape from real being real, your real life. This is terrifying. When Agnes walks in in her let's get physical gear get up or whatever and vision is having these visions these kind of side eye moments at wanda like how the hell did agnes just show up why does she always show up with exactly what we need something ain't right here she says i'll hold the babies they get into a conversation and then there's this breakdown and it happens so quickly where Agnes is like, oh my God, um, do you want me to take it from the top? Do you want me to start over? Now, the, the very fact that she says, should we just take it from the top? That is a regular sentence. That is a regular line. It don't really mean much, but that was terrifying as hell. I think kudos to the actors and actresses. They are, they are conveying this fear, this horror, this um where even though we're an audience we see what's going on we know what's happening i think it's that it's so unpredictable we don't know where we're going to end up because we can't even trust the marketing that's presented to us from marvel but these moments are terrifying because you don't know if wanda is sub subconsciously doing this or if wanda is intentionally harming these people or what like we saw what she did to monica what are you going to do to someone else who maybe crosses you in a different way? And then is this even you? Is this your subconscious like eliminating this supposed threat? Um, Agnes to me seems to be the only person who truly has free will because when she had that breakdown in the facade, I'll say for her to be like, okay, well, should we take it from the top? Even her conversation with her, either she's the only one who has this, free will or maybe the further you are from wanda the more in control you might be but see i don't even know with that because we got that later um scene with vision and norm and vision had to literally had to physically alter norm's mind in order for him to speak freely and i would imagine he don't live next door to his job so there's that um uh, Vision starts to really understand that something is wrong here. Something is odd. I don't know what it is, but you need to do something about it. And every time something happens that Wanda doesn't like, she starts switching stuff up. And so as soon as uh, Vision starts talking about, hey, something about this is wrong. What is she doing here? And all of a sudden, the kids are like four or five years old. They aged up. May I say, those kids were very 80s adorable. Like, they were... The um, overalls, the striped shirts, the big eyes, the little haircuts, and the, not a lisp, what is it, that kid voice. Um, I think it was Billy who was 
Uh, I don't even want to, let me, let me attempt it. Oh, mommy, I don't want to do such, whatever. Like they were very, a, a very specific type of Dennis the Menace type of adorable. And they did what needed to be done. I wonder, because they eventually age up about five or six years in this episode, um, if it was just good casting or did you, I don't know, I don't know. That Just their aging process was very interesting to me because now I, I assume we're going to get them aged up again in the next one or two episodes. So I want to see how close to the kid version of themselves will they appear to be and is that some movie magic but we got uh what the wandavision opening scene and we get a fun little song which i'm going to stream uh look up on title on apple music or whatever spotify and i need to get every single intro because these, these have been pretty pretty good pretty pretty good pretty good now agnes mentioned something uh, that I don't know if I'm thinking too much into it because I'm a fan or if it was just a random comment. But before the twins turned four or five or however old they turned at first, she mentioned getting some dark liquor. Now, I'm not one who subscribes to black thing and dark things being evil. But if we're going within comics and the history of using dark versus light, I wonder if her mentioning getting dark liquor had some type of um, kind of trigger for Wanda or... Is that Mephisto? Mephisto is actually Ralph and he's off screen. Something about her mentioning dark liquor, unless in the 80s you gave kids dark liquor for them to stop crying. I don't know. I don't know. But something about that was was off to me. Um, Monica and the CAT scan. So when we're in present day, Monica gets her x-ray CAT scan thing. Uh, this scene, again, good. Good scene. Her, Jimmy, and Daphne talking. They pretty much show that her x-rays are showing nothing. It is a blank screen. So I'm wondering if Wanda is the reason that Photon now is going to have her powers. Is this the a combination of this and the cosmic energy released during the snap? Um, is this something that... Uh, we have to get Photon before the season is over. Monica mentioned the word Photon. My eyes perked up. We're getting Photon. I know we got to. Um, Haywood, I don't like him. So we got, who is your favorite character? Who is the one you, you like the least? Who is your most hated? I'm not a fan of Haywood. And I'm trying to not let it be this thing where I'm just upset because he's just generic, um, villain guy number one. Cause you could fit him in pretty much anywhere. Or do I feel like he's actually up to something devious? Um, I know John of the John Effect Podcast, he mentioned that, hell, Haywood could be Mephisto. So shout out to John, we'll see. Because um, one, we don't know this man. We haven't seen this man. When Monica came back from the snap, she went to work and he was there. Now we have a history that they've explained, but how much do we really know this guy? Was he taken in the snap? Did he come back? Um, he's, he's at the top of the food chain in S.W.O.R.D., how did you get there? What are your credentials before? I don't know you, fam. I don't know you. Also, he knew exactly what Daphne was talking about when she mentioned the, um, oh, I forget the acronym, but the the cosmic waves or whatever. He knew exactly what she was talking about, but nobody else did. So it could just be he deals with extraterrestrial stuff, or maybe he got a little hidden agenda. 
Or, <laughs> on the third hand, maybe they're trying to like throw in this guy, make him unlikable to the audience so that we hate him or not like him or distrust him, and then he's the hero in the end. I don't know, but I don't trust him. It's working on me. If y'all doing something, some reverse sleight of hand, it's working. I don't like Haywood. <laughs> so, he, we have a briefing, and I really, really again, I, I'm talking about really, man, I like the whole dang show. So, we get the briefing, and him and Monica kind of bump heads, because he's like, man, look, this is what she is. Wanda did this, she did that. We thought she was a victim. Now, she's the instigator. We got to do X, Y, and Z. And... Monica's like, no, nah, man, she's not. She did this, that, and the third. Now, on one hand, I do understand where he's coming from. This woman has thrown you out of Westview, could have killed you. She got all these people held hostage, but you also weren't there. You weren't with Wanda when she was shooting in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, you weren't there inside Westview. So, though you're right on paper, Monica has been inside as Gertrude. Like, so she's right in off paper, I don't know, in feelings, so like, don't, I feel like there's some happy medium that you could come to, uh, pretty much, we get a mission together, where Wanda, I'm sorry, where Monica is going to take a drone inside of Westview, and she's going to try to talk to Wanda directly, and that goes freaking sideways, now we're getting this happy-go-lucky show, cool, I was under the impression that Wanda was had, had put herself in this town, in this bubble, and it was a subconscious thing. Maybe she was a little aware, maybe not, but I never gave her, um, not credit, I never saw her as the villain um, until this episode where Monica is talking to Wanda after Wanda has talked to her kids about family about why her dad, why their dad is at work on a Saturday, about him needing a break. In the midst of this, they show up with the drone, which you have a drone. Of course, there's weapons. Monica thinks there's no weapons. She's just trying to talk to Wanda. All of a sudden, Haywood disconnects her controls and has another person shoot a missile. Wanda comes back. <laughs> Wanda walks out of Westview, walks through this static TV screen thing, and throws the drone at the feet of Haywood. They get into this little conversation about, oh, you hurting these people, whatever. But everything in this scene was very much big lynchster energy. It very much felt like something that Magneto would have done. To the point where you turned his soldiers against him. These green lasers that's pointed at your chest are now pointed at this man because you, you she said, stay out of my home. Stay the hell out of my home. I don't know. I, I, I like it. And so at this point, I'm still like, all right, who's this Luke Skywalker style guest that we're going to get? We mentioned Captain Marvel in this episode, so the short could have been her. You know, my thoughts were because the word strange is in the description. Maybe we're going to get Dr. Strange. Uh, what else? Um, we got, um, well, I, I really thought it would have been one of the Avengers too, but, and I'm not saying this just because I've seen the episode. But the more I thought about it prior to even watching this one, when they said we're going to get a Luke Skywalker style guest, in my head, I'm thinking, we can Pietro. Y'all know I've been standing for this man to come back since before the first episode opened. I'm thinking Luke Skywalker, the whole I am your father, him and Leia, like that, that whole family tree thing was like a huge deal in Star Wars. So why wouldn't it be? Yeah. 
<laughs> you talking about excited fam. Okay, so fast forward. Another thing that I like about this show, something that you could play around with, is that we get the end. Now, before the end, um, Wanda's kids, they're, they age themselves up to be 10 years old because they want to have a dog. Vision's like, you can't have a dog until you're 10. They age up. We go on these little hijinks, have fun. The dog ends up dying, eating some of Agnes's, I don't know, cherry blossoms, something she said. When this happens, <laughs> when this happens, Agnes, another reason why I think she's like the one person that has a little bit of free will, she's like, hey, I was going to bring this dog over to you, but I wanted to wait and wrap him up to be sure. Kid sad. I'm sad. Wanda sad. I'm sure y'all was sad, you know, and it, we get this teachable moment where Wanda's like, don't age yourself up. Don't run away from this. Death is inevitable. Um, no one lives forever. You got to be strong. You can't run away from these feelings. I'm thinking like, man, we get 22, maybe 30 episodes and y'all jam-packed so much and still are telling a compelling story. Kudos. Vision walks over. He's like, man, what you talking about? She could raise the dead. Agnes like, can you do that? Is that something you're able to do? So I'm thinking Agnes, we thinking this is Agnica, Agatha Harkness. You know, are you testing her, Agnes, to see maybe, you know, can you amplify your own powers? Do you even have powers at this point? Are you a witch from the Salem Witch Trials like you are in the comics? But because Wanda is here in New Jersey taking over Westview, maybe you've lost sight of or memory of this? Maybe. We get to the end of the episode and Wanda and Vision have a fight. I loved it. So they get to arguing and Wanda's trying to get him to bed and she's trying to wrap up the episode that we're currently on, the day. We've only been here, I think this is the ninth day it was mentioned. Uh, there's been nine days. Credits start rolling and they're still fighting. And that's such a minor thing, but I was into it like, yes, we got these old school 80s style credits rolling where the scene would play out and we would fade to black. Vision ain't having none of that. And the thing that, oh my God, I made a note of this. The thing that really got me with this episode is the fight that they're having. And it feels like you could place this argument into any other sitcom or, or drama show. Maybe take out, of course, the supernatural elements. But Vision says, um, you don't get to make that decision for me. I don't know who I am. I don't know who I was. And she's like, well, you are my husband. And why are you talking to me like this? I don't know who I was before Westview. Who the hell am I? So does he even know about the Avengers? Or does he just know maybe he was an Avenger? I don't know. But not only does he say, you don't get to make that decision for me. Then he says, um, I'm scared. And it's like, damn, we got this big synthesoid vibranium robot body capable of so much power who could lift Thor's hammer and yet this man is scared like you've taken everything from him to be to get the life that you want because they even mentioned in the debriefing that Wanda <laughs> Wanda went into a sword facility and whooped asked every screen every surveillance screen that she was on she was acting a fool to get the body of her husband, got Vision's dead body, resurrected him, went to Westview, 
And that's all she wrote. And the fact that this is breaking down with Vision, he even mentions to her like, hey, you can't control me how you can control everyone else. She smiles and says, are you sure? Or something like that. I don't know, verbatim. And like for a second, she gets him, but then he snaps right back at him and says, hey, fam, what the hell is going on? And so I didn't think that they were going to start fighting for real, but he shared his, his human skin. He flew up to the sky. She did the same, but it was such a... I'm on, the, I'm on the edge of my seat, like, okay, what's going to happen next? And forgetting that we were even supposed to get a special guest. They have a conversation. They talk about it. She's like, man, I don't, you think I can control all these people? You think I can make them cut their grass, walk their dog, uh, go to a dentist appointment? He's like, man, ain't no kids in this town. Where the hell are the kids at? We the only one with kids. And it feels very Truman Show to me, but like reverse Truman Show where one person's in on it and everybody else isn't. I like that. Then we get a knock at the door. We get a knock at the door. <laughs> and Wanda's like, man, I ain't doing that. And Vision's like, hey, forgive me if I don't believe you, but looking at statistics, you've been lying for a while, fam. We go open the door, and who the fuck is at the door? Pietro Django Maximoff. So, this is where my excitement come in. Fuck the whole rest of the other ep the episode. I don't care. We get Pietro back. We also get a Pietro who, of course, is from the Fox universe, Fox Cinematic Universe. I have been saying this for years. You can fold in the Fox universe into the Marvel universe. It is easy. We have now opened up a multiverse in Infinity War. We know that there are different worlds. We've taken stones, moved them around, shake them down, knock them down. We've done all this stuff. Why not introduce the Fox universe into continuity, but you don't have to focus on it if you don't want to. But we get the Quicksilver from Fox. We get the sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? So we get this dude. I'm over the moon. It ain't the Pietro I wanted, but it's the Pietro I got. Um, pretty much give me my first family of MCU. Give me Wanda. Give me Pietro. Give me Vision. Give me Tommy. Billy. Give me a little bit of uh, Magnus. And give me Polaris. Give me the family that I want. Give me these white folks with all these powers. Because they is cutting the fuck up. So y'all, I'm. it's clear. I'm excited. <laughs> Pietro's back. And he has a American accent. He's talking stereotypical 80s types, whatever, he's talking. When Wanda went outside of Westview, she had her accent back. Now, uh, Elizabeth, I, I love what you're doing, but that accent is, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's not really doing it for me. But, you know, it's the, she said like maybe a, a handful of lines. I'm gonna let her pass. I'm gonna let her make it because I love this show. Um, I wonder what we're going to get. Is Pietro going to have the same accent? Um, how far are we going with him? Is he going to make it to the end? Does his existence, because Daphne even mentioned, she recasted Pietro, so they're acknowledging that's not the one from Ultron, from Age of Ultron. Is he now folded into the MCU? Is this the same Quicksilver from Fox? Um, do it. I mentioned that, uh, uh, New Mutants, you could have folded them into the MCU continuity. Um, we, we've always speculated that Wanda would bring in the mutants. She would be the caveat for that, but is she a mutant? Cole says, but is she a mutant? I, you know, honestly, I don't know. With all of the 
I say yes or no. Okay, so uh, Cole Jackson asks, is she a mutant? Is Wanda a mutant? What I'd like to speculate is that we know she didn't start off that way. We know her and her brother were um, experimented on. So it could be just a meta-type human, like Hulk with the gamma rays, uh, like Steve Rogers with um, the the uh, super soldier serum. That's one way to look at it. And with the Eternals coming up, the Eternals, a quick brief history is that they were experimented on though them and the Deviants by the Celestials, and the Eternals have been retconned, uh, or kind of sort of retconned, as the reason why we have so many people who do have mutations, like the Hulk being able to withstand that gamma radiation and not just like dying or becoming a tumor, is because there's that latent Eternals energy. So if we're going to get the Eternals, be it this month or in November or whenever the hell they want to release it, you could say that because of that eternalness of it all being experimented on 7,000 plus years ago, maybe she's just a human who is able to have these abilities. But then you could also say we have Inhumans in continuity. This is MCU. This is in Marvel Comics, like beat for beat. So she could be some type of Inhuman, which I doubt that. But then also mutants, because we've released so much cosmic energy, there's been three snaps three snaps of that infinity gauntlet and wanda seems to be the most powerful person in the mcu because i mean i mean look at the material look at the material i would say because she's rewriting history and she's or reality why wouldn't she be a mutant maybe we're not going to call him that right off the top but i just feel like there's enough little pieces there that perhaps she is you know she's mutated you know there's that so, I don't know. We don't know. There's no definite anything. We don't know for sure yet. But I'm banking on either her being a mutant or her jump-starting the mutant race. Like, because we're getting the Eternals and they have so much history with super-powered people in the Marvel Universe, I don't know, fam. I'm excited. I'm thinking we might do a reverse House of M. Not no more mutants, but some more mutants, please. And shit, who's to say she don't build a mutant army to fucking uh, help her fight off S.W.O.R.D. and everybody else? Um, oh, another thing I wanted to mention before ending, Vision, while he was at work, he, I don't know, got email working. These are old-timey computers. This is another horror element of the show. He's speaking with Norm. And they get an email, which is like a transcript from Daphne. And it's not sent to them, of course. I feel like it's an email she sent to a higher up that, for whatever reason, on the same wavelength, everyone in the WandaVision show who works with Vision received that email. And they started reading it together in unison. That was terrifying as hell. Then when they stop, they all laugh. And I think it starts off where they're like laughing in unison. Then it kind of disperses. Vision... Talks to Norm, they exchange words, and he puts his fingers to Norm's temples. Norm is the Indian guy. Norm then gets his free will back, and he's like panicked. He's like, man, what's going on? Is it still happening? What is she doing? I need to call my sister. My dad is sick. She blah, 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 whatever. Now, I'm sure I'm not the first person to think of this, but I feel like Norm is probably talking about Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, the Pakistani inhuman girl who um, we already know that Miss Marvel is coming. So 
Wanda is in New Jersey. We know that Kamala Khan lives in New Jersey. She's Pakistani. Now, I'm not sure if the actor is Pakistani, so forgive me. I'm not, like, trying to... Charge to my head, not my heart. I'm not trying to um, be problematic. I'll say that. But this casting choice, knowing that Miss Marvel is coming, knowing that we're in New Jersey, and having him mention, I need to talk to my sister, knowing that Kamala has a, a brother, where he could have said my wife, my daughter. Or it's like the fact that he focused on sister, that they wrote it for him to have a sister in New Jersey, who he needs to reach out to. I'm thinking this is Miss Marvel Kamala Khan's brother. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm going with. What do you guys think? Use that hashtag, I-H-A-W-V-O-L pod, and let me know what you think. But that's my working theory. Now, I looked up earlier the brother and that his name isn't Norm. And I'm, okay, y'all, I'm, moment of truth, I'm, <laughs> As soon as I thought of this, the first thing I did was go to Google and I said, Google, what is, um, is there a Pakistani equivalent, equivalent, equivalent name for Norm? Or what's the, what is the word, the name Norman or Norm in Pakistan? Like I was, <laughs> I went down this whole rabbit hole. Where I, I don't know. I ended up somewhere else that ain't have nothing to do with this show. So I'm going to just, I'm going to just leave that there. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my little prediction right there is that I feel like Norm, even if he isn't Kamala's brother because we don't know how they're going to introduce her in the MCU. I feel like he's related to her. I feel like that's her brother. I could be wrong, but I, I could be right. Think. <laughs> so, um, man, I don't know. All in all, this was a, a damn good episode. Favorite character of this episode, I think Agnes is my default every single time she's on screen. She's funny. She's campy. She's corny. She's really leaning into the camp of the show. Um, Oh, another thing I wanted to mention is the lady in the commercial, she has two daughters. One's black, one's white. They are consistent. Like that's, they've been in these commercials, I think the last two or three episodes, these same kids. Now, I'm not as well-versed or not you know fully well-versed with the Marvel Universe. If any of you guys know, let me know. What is this? What could this possibly be? Um... I don't even want to go so far as like, oh, maybe she adopted that black girl. Maybe that's her friend. I don't want to do all that. But I feel like because we keep seeing that same little white girl, that same little black girl, and that same mother. Now, the man, the husband, the dad, I'm not sure if that's the same guy. I would imagine so. He was the mailman who spoke to um, Billy and Tommy and said, hey, your dog couldn't have gone that far. Your mom, your mom wouldn't let that happen or something, something like that. But something about that black girl, that white girl, and the mom, something about them is messing with me also the commercial this week was for a paper towel and it's called uh legos and let me see because i am i got my note cards uh we have it legos which was speaking to the guilt that wanda still feels for the collateral damage from civil war where she um messed up legos like a bunch of people died in Ni nigeria mm. on the spot i might be wrong but she she was responsible for a lot of deaths. Uh, Haywood even mentioned that. And that's why I'm kind of on the fence. I know I don't like him, but it's not to say that he's the bad guy. Because during that briefing, he mentioned, hey, you know, you're saying that she's harmless, but she ain't got no code name. She ain't got no silly costume. She was manipulated by Ultron, got these superpowers. And Jimmy's like, yeah, well, she fought the Avengers, but then she gained the trust and became one. He's like, ah, 
ain't with that shit. Something wrong with her. So I I might not like him, but he might be on to something. So uh, let's see. What is that, 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 that favorite scene? Um, My favorite scene of this episode, doo, 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 anything with Agnes for sure. But I want to say the either the argument, because I love that we got Pietro at the end. That's cool. Highlight of the episode, but that wasn't my favorite scene. Either the argument between Wanda and Vision or Vision at work talking to Norm. I'm not sure. I'm leaning more towards the argument with them two because, again, you're doing with the series, which you can't really do with two or three hours worth of a movie, not effectively anyways. So I'm, I'm leaning more towards that marital disagreement because for Vision to be this Billy Badass, big vibranium-bodied man and to be like, I'm scared. What the is going on um yeah i'll probably lean towards that scene that scene um yeah so if you can tell i'm excited as hell I'm, excited. I'm really looking forward to the next episode um i like this system that we're on i like what marvel is doing this actually has me even more excited for whatever other shows might be coming next um uh, i don't know if you're gonna top wandavision this creative team has been doing their job they put their foot in it they put some stuff Thank on it. <laughs> so you guys, um, again, hit me up on Twitter. Carefree Blurred is the handle. CarefreeBlackNerd at gmail.com. If you want to email me, use that hashtag I-H-A-W-V-O-L pod. I had a Wanda vision of love and it was more than you given to me. <laughs> so yes, thank you all for listening, for watching in, for commenting. I appreciate everyone for listening to me rant this nerd stuff. And um, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and don't mess with none of Eric's kids. Wanda especially, Pietro back, waiting for Lorna Dane, name dropping the mutants. Let's go. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one. And in the morning you're moving to me. Hmm. I had a vision of love.